everybody. Welcome to the Dog Bitches Podcast. My name is Cosette, and you can find me on Instagram at, at goingsupernova um, with my dogs Nova and Odin. And I'm Mackenzie, and I'm on Instagram as at the Jungle Pack. And I also have two dogs, Hiccup and What's It. Yeah, so we're basically just here to talk about dog sports, um, other honest <laughs> conversations, and having a, a safe space for that. Um, so let's just start with what dog sports we're doing, maybe yeah. some that we want to do in yeah. the future. Yeah, so we're both beginners um, to dog sports. Um, I have one dog currently competing and one puppy that won't be competing for a while. Uh, Hiccup is the one we're currently competing with. He's a husky mix, um, and we are attempting agility right now with him. Um, He does better in practice, but, you know, we'll keep working on it. Um, We love fast cat and cat, so coursing ability tests. Um, I would love to one day try dock diving with him. We just need to find a place to do it. Uh, And with What's It, we'll be doing similar sports and then adding in herding for her. Right, because South Carolina does not offer dock diving very um, well. At least not in the Midlands. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) not in the Midlands. Um, But yeah, so like I said, I have Nova. She is a um, two and a half about German Shepherd mix. She's currently doing... Um, barn hunt and fast cat. Uh, I do eventually, maybe agility kind of like as like a little hobby on the side, but not too serious with her. Definitely want to get into bite work with her and then rally are two things I want to get into with her. And then maybe like later, later on down the line, like when she's older, some scent work. Um, but right now we're just starting with barn hunt, which is kind of like an already sent work-based game. Mm -hmm. Odin, he will be two in July. He's a purebred black tri Australian shepherd. And he's currently doing fast cat, cat, and agility. But I also want to get him into dock diving and herding. That's kind of all I've done with him and all the ideas I have for him so far. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not against trying barn hunt with him. Um, but it's kind of expensive to have two dogs in the same thing at the same time. Definitely. So, but I'm, I'm totally willing to try it with him at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all the sports we're doing right now. And all those sports we've been doing less than a year. Right. So this podcast is going to be, I feel like it's a little bit of two birds, one stone, kind of tracking our journeys through dog sports as, you know, just starting out and our feelings we're having and, you know, things we're noticing. And then also being a very non-judgmental and open space for other people to kind of discuss their journeys and what they are dealing with through all of that as well. Um, Just because we think it was a space that was needed. Right. Because... As we've started sports, we realized that, A, it's a lot more complicated than we than one would think. Definitely. Um, starting out, you're just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh. There's a lot to learn. Yes. So you can learn from our successes and failures. <laughs> uh, way more failures than successes, personally. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, for now. You know, we're working on it. We'll get there. Yeah, and... 
it's it's just kind of one of those things where it's like dog sports can be great, mm-hmm. um, but they can also be. How, what's the word I want to use? Emotionally taxing? <laughs> That's exactly where my brain went. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. It can be heavy, heavy emotions. We're recording this coming out of an agility trial for me, and I spent a lot of yesterday bawling my eyes out. Um, so it can it can be a lot. It can be so much fun, um, but it can also be a lot, and we want to be honest about that. Right, because yeah. in many ways we almost felt like coming in dog sports that there was no one really there mm-hmm. to be honest with us and not saying that people are liars or anything like that. We just mm-hmm. didn't have anyone mentoring us or anything of that sort to be like, this is like really how it is. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of want to be those people. Um, I'm saying everything with like a question mark because it's like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to think that we're experts Mm -hmm. or anything because that's why we want to stress we are beginners. Yeah. I would say thinking of it less as us being mentors and more of being friends. Um, Because I know a big part of my dog sports journey has been like going to stuff with you and having the support that's there that we wouldn't have had otherwise. So we want to be you know, the voices in your ear supporting you to let you know that you can do it and you're not the only one that's going through the stuff that everybody in dog sports goes through at some point. Right. Yeah. Because if there's anything I've learned really over just the past couple months, Mm -hmm. but every emotion I feel is probably something somebody's already felt and it's Mm -hmm. not new. Right, but people don't talk about it a whole lot, especially on social media. Um, Social media, you know, we all know it can be a highlight, and I think for dog sports that's especially true. Yes, facts. You see people, and, like, I'm guilty of it too, titling and, you know, showing their good runs and not always showing, you know, their really awful runs (laughs) or the days that they thought they were going to get a title but they didn't or even just the practices that are so grueling sometimes and like you don't want to be doing it anymore um and we wanted to talk about that stuff as well as the good stuff like hand in hand because it's all part of it right Mm -hmm. well it's kind of like how you know as Mackenzie mentioned you know we our local club had an agility trial this weekend right um Mackenzie trialed I chose not to uh for multiple reasons so we were at the agility trial right and I was I was volunteering during the Masters, an excellent group, mm-hmm. and watching these people, I'm like, I'm never going to get here. Mm-hmm. I am never going to be this good. But then I kind of took a step back, and it's like, these people started the exact same way I did. Yeah. I've been looking at dogs on Instagram that, like, I really look up to, you know, um, and it's dogs that, like, I look up to the ones that I don't see a lot, at least near us. So, like, Hiccup, True. being a husky, I follow a lot of other, you know, northern breeds that aren't typically thought of as agility breeds that also do these sports. And then, you know, I compare myself to them, naturally. And I have to remind myself, like, okay, well, yes, we're not at that level, but that dog is also, like, four or five years older than Hiccup is. And they've been doing this for a lot longer than we have. (laughs) Hiccup is still so, so new to it. 
and those comparisons are so easy to make when you're watching somebody that's been doing it for a really long time. Yeah. And usually, like, I watch a lot of AKC TV um, because I like to see how, you know, the master agility handlers, the people doing nationals, are handling their dogs and stuff. And it's also very hard not to compare yourself to them. Right, <laughs> Even right. though, like, I mean, if they're at nationals, obviously, they're not just doing novice JWW anymore. Yeah. Right, that's like big time shit. <laughs> yes, that's huge. <laughs> well, and it's and it's not to say that there's no merit in watching people mm-hmm. above your level because when I was watching the masters people today, I was kind of watching how they were handling the course and yeah. why they made the decisions they did. There's a lot you can um, learn from yeah, watching. Yeah, because there, I was even looking at the course myself and I was like, well, I would do this at this time, blah blah blah. Yeah. And when I watched them do something different, I was like, oh, like that's a much more effective way right. to handle the course. Um. That it's like, I would have, like, for example, exerted more energy than I needed to on a course. Um, But being a, well, it's like, you know how that lady in our um, agility class who's been doing agility for forever and a half. Yes. And so even though she's not a green handler, but she has Mm -hmm. a green dog. Right. Just watching the difference between non-green handler with green dog and green handler with a green dog is insanity yes yeah it's i mean you've got when you start off you have so far to go and it's to a point where like i didn't even realize it (laughs) and i think it's still setting in for sure um how much work we have to do so cosette and i can ground each other at least a little bit yeah you know to to a certain degree (laughs) um but we wanted to give people the opportunity to have other people that can be there for them as well. Right. Yeah. Because. And see like, hey, we're not, you know, Hiccup and I did not do well this weekend. <laughs> we did not. I was jumping up and down and cheering and like almost crying today because Hiccup went over the first jump. And we've been practicing for so long. And it's like little things like that, like. I'm going to post it on social media now because I want to hold myself accountable, but I would not have because it wasn't like, you know, it's not a perfect clean run. Right. Um, far from a perfect clean run. He went over, literally he did the first jump and then he got the zoomies again and decided he didn't want to do it anymore. (laughs) To be fair, that, that dog sitting outside the, the thing was not helpful. Yeah. Once that happened, I was like, this is over. This is done. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, and that... That's another part of it is that we also don't have a lot of spaces. Like, yes, could we could we could talk to our fellow club members about our feelings and dog sports and all that stuff, but we also I come from a situation where my dog is reactive. Yeah. He is balance trained, which is a no-go for our dog sports club. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. Yeah, and those are two things that we can't talk to them about. But other people are definitely welcome to talk to us about. I love hearing from other people who have reactive dogs or who have to use tools that decided they wanted to do dog sports with their dog. Those are my favorite DMs to get. I love receiving them. Well, I mean, in person, Mm -hmm. you know, we know someone who straight up said I could never do sports with my dogs because I could not even take them into a space like that. So right. let's also touch on that, right? So let's just make this explicitly clear. We're mm-hmm. both balanced dog trainers yeah. doing dog sports, mm-hmm. which in some ways is very force-free only. Yeah. 
which can make it difficult when you do have a reactive dog. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's kind of the point of balanced training, right, is that you have to be able to learn multiple ways. Right. Um, unfortunately, using, like, an e-collar and stuff like that is mm-hmm. not very accepted. Right. Um, and that's also another thing that we're here to talk about and support other people on. It's like, yeah. if you have a reactive dog, and especially if you balance train, like, we get it. <laughs> yeah. And I've got to say, I mean, people knock reactive dogs going into dog sports. Like, they think they can't do it. It's been one of the best things, the best decisions that I could have ever made for Hiccup. Because, I mean, the difference in him that we've been able to see already participating in stuff like this right. is awesome. Well, it's exposure. Yes. Yeah. It's basically just one big exposure pit. It is. And if you manage it correctly... Yeah. It can have a lot of payoff. Now, a lot... Uh, and typically people in dog sports kind of know to give each other space. Just... Yeah. Dog etiquette. Yeah. Uh, of course, you're going to have the occasional, like fool that -hmm. just doesn't um but luckily that's not very common Mm -hmm. um and i and i think a lot of people have that misconception is that oh the dogs are just on top of each other it's a busy crowded place when it's like not really yeah sometimes i mean we've had to be good about asking for space for hiccup um he's not aggressive but he is extremely overexcited and he wants to say hi to every dog that he sees and Very he's social. a husky, so he makes noises that scare people. <laughs> so we've had to be good about, like, in line at Fast Cat, saying, like, hey, just so you know, my dog will make some terrifying noises while he's standing here. You might want to, like, back up a little bit before we bring him over. Because usually I'll wait in line for hiccup for, right. before hiccup Yeah, that's over. true. Yeah. And people are usually cool with it. Sometimes they're not. But well, it's just dumb. It's honestly yeah. just dumb. Like most people, if you ask them for space, are pretty receptive. Yeah. Um, like I said, the occasional fool will just be like, well, "I don't really care." And I'm like, "Well, okay." Or be like, "That's not my problem." Well, right. it's about to be your problem when my dog gets up here. So, yes. um, meanwhile, I'm in line with Odin, acting like a freaking idiot in the fast cat line. I'm like, "I don't care. Yeah. We're all here." Yeah. <laughs> I paid to be here, same yeah. as you. So if my dog wants to act like an idiot in line, he can go right ahead. Yeah. No, it said that one day he almost knocked me over <laughs> at the last trial we went to. Um, wrangling him was very hard. And I didn't feel bad because we caused a bit of a problem. <laughs> I mean, we caused a problem yesterday, but we'll talk about that later, probably. Or I've talked about it on Instagram already. Well, I'm so. sure we'll have an episode talking about, like, some of, um, as I like to call them, the benchmark fails. Yeah. So it's the fails that feel really big yeah. that honestly deserve their own talking point and honestly <laughs> humble the hell out of you yes definitely and there are a few of them yeah because like um for those who know of this other podcast dog mom mentality i was mm-hmm. recently a guest on there where i talked about the the big barn hunt trial for me right. that just went down the shitter mm-hmm. um and i'll talk about it on here too as well but if you want to go ahead and get a heads up on that 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 episode will be coming out soon um it might be out by the time this comes out who knows who knows uh yeah that's the point i'm at um if it's not already out it'll be out soon um but like that's that was a very big benchmark fail for me because Mm -hmm. well for multiple reasons like that wasn't a fail necessarily on nova's part right it was a fail on my part and that made it worse because like i think you go into dog sports sometimes like thinking my dog's gonna fuck up today and it'll be okay 
Yeah. It's rarely the dog. It's rarely the dog. I'd say about 99% of the time it's a handler issue, and man, does that suck. Yeah. That sucks so much, because you're like, I know my dog can do this, and I'm the one that messed it up for them, as if the dog knows that they, like, didn't get a ribbon that right. day or something. They and don't we, know. <laughs> right. And, like, that's a big part of this, too, of how mm-hmm. we want to be a resource to tell you, like, it's okay to feel, like, horrible about it. Yes. Um, If you allow yourself to have that space. Mm-hmm. But we're also here to be like, well, you got to get back out there and try again because it's not going to get any better if you just avoid it. Yeah. You can't just, like, quit and run away right. from it. Especially, I mean, like, I thought about it yesterday. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I was like, dang, I do not want to go back to this trial tomorrow. <laughs> I really don't. Um, but also, like, I don't want to be a quitter. We put so much work into this. We've been working with Hiccup for, like, almost a full year now at this point. Right. To get him into this. Because you started agility basically in your backyard. I did. I very much started it in my backyard. Um, And, like, I mean, going from the backyard to a real class to a trial is huge for us, Mm -hmm. no matter how well we do. Right. And I had to remind myself of that, of like, okay, well, we worked really, really hard to get here. So we can't let the failure we had here today keep us from going back tomorrow and trying again. Did he do perfectly today? Absolutely not. But he did better. Right. And he'll get better every time we do it. And that's a big part of dog sports, is you just keep getting better, even though sometimes it won't you feel really like don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to, and sometimes it feels like you're not improving at all. But you yeah. are. Even if it doesn't feel like it, you are. Yes. Even if you're, like, today you set the goal of Hiccup doing one jump. Yes. Just do one jump. Yeah. That was all I wanted from him today. And he did it. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah, and you can have a small goal like that, so you can be like, we're going to do one jump, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to conquer my trial jitters today, or like, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes the small wins are really what you got to live for, because... That's all I live for at this point. Right. Like, I know Hiccup can do it. I know he can do a full sequence and stuff, because he's done it before. He does it pretty often at this point. But the environment is a lot. Yeah. A it's sports so trial fun. environment is insanely different from any kind of practice you could have. Yeah. Um, and there's really no way to train for it until you're no. there and you're doing it. So you just have to keep doing it until you get to the point that you need to be at. Right. Because, like, when I was going through the barn hunt classes with Nova, I mean, she was killing it. She was one of the best dogs in class, if not the best dog in class. Mm-hmm. And, well, I wouldn't say they the best. There's a couple dogs in there, though. I'm like, you're rocking. You're really rocking. Uh, but definitely one of the best dogs. And then when we went to the Barn Hunt Fun Match, which is, for those who don't know, a match that's put together that's simulating a trial environment, but it's not scored. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when she totally just fucked up, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I I think that's another big thing for me in dog sports is that I just want y'all to know that a class is not going to prepare you for that trial. Yeah. It's going to have you obviously building like your skills, your foundational yeah. skills, but environment wise, there's nothing going to prepare you for that. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. And that's not meant to scare you yes. either. I will say, I mean, as someone that's been through it, that was like, he does so well in class. He's going to do fine. Yeah. At yeah. The trial. Um, it's just, it's something that it helps to be aware of. So that you don't beat yourself up while you're there. Because yeah. if I hadn't 
thought about it and been like, oh, well, like, this is so much harder for him than being at class with dogs that he sees every week and he knows the environment really well now. Yep. Um, if I hadn't thought about it, like, oh, well, this is significantly different than that, I probably would have been mad at Hiccup. <laughs> like, yeah. I know you can behave well, so why are you not behaving well? And right. it's knowing that there's a difference there that helps, you know, get over that hump of, like, dude, I hate my dog right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's normal to feel that way, too. Yeah. Which I know, like, like when Nova was boot goofing at the fun match, it mm-hmm. was just a fun match. But I was, like, so yeah. frustrated with her that day. It's I was embarrassing. Like, yeah, it, well, it's embarrassing because <laughs> everyone's, like, fucking staring at you. And yeah. then your dog's, like, not performing. So they're, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, do these people even practice? And it's like, yes, I do. Exactly. We get a lot of, did you read the rule book? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> if I ever hear that again. Yeah. I mean, the comments people will make sometimes are nuts. But you just have to keep reminding yourself, like... You know, I did what I needed to do. Right. And I got out here and I did my best. And I'll continue to do my best. And honestly, if what it takes is spite, that's what I'm running on. (laughs) Look. I'm essentially out here doing everything that we're doing as a big, like, fuck you to people that said that we couldn't. Well, yeah, especially since you have a husky. Yeah. Because we've had a lot of people that (laughs) told us that we can't um, do the things that we're trying to do. And I know that we can. Which is not true. It's never true. Your breed Mm -hmm. of dog does not determine whether or not you can do this sport, that sport. I mean, I even talked about it with Caroline some of, like, Mm -hmm. not only do I love seeing dogs doing sports for what they were bred for. Yeah. Right? So, like, obviously seeing, like, an Aussie in a herding trial. Awesome! Yes, this is what you were bred to do. Yeah. I also love seeing dogs who are not, quote-unquote, supposed to be there. Definitely. And rocking it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you go by what the breeding is well nova doesn't belong anywhere yeah because she's a mutt and what are mutts bred for nothing yeah i mean well i mean doodles uh, <laughs> yeah um but it's like you know yeah. like nova's just this random little dog who's mm-hmm. technically not bred for anything except for whatever mixes she's got yeah yeah and i mean that's all breed sports are for all breeds you know, yep. there are some sports that, yes, will say, like, well, your dog has to be one of the listed breeds to compete in it. Right. But there are a lot of sports nowadays that are all breed allowed. So, I actually, why not? what are some specific breed sports? Because I don't think I've ever encountered one of those. So, lure coursing used to be one. Right, because sight hounds. Yes. Um, I believe herding still is. Oh, that would, that would make sense. Yeah. Which... I don't think it should be, but that's me personally. I wouldn't put Hiccup in herding, but not because he's a husky, because <laughs> I think he would eat a sheep. Yeah, he's so that, and that's not just because he's a husky. That's just because he's an asshole, and there's a difference. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I'd have to think of some other ones, but I know lure coursing used to be, and herding still is. And honestly, because I haven't looked into a lot of the other sports, I do knew about other ones. But I know there's a lot now that are all breed. Most of them yeah. are all breed. Yeah, okay. Because it's like most events I see, it's like all breed, all breed, all yes. breed. And, and I'm like... Oh, well, I will also say, sometimes if a specific breed club is oh. hosting the event, they will limit it to that breed only. Or they'll give priority to that breed. 
So like if a corgi club is holding an agility trial, it's just then they can say we only want corgis at this trial, and they are allowed to. Do That's that. the easiest bar setting ever. Just set eight inches and then go. Exactly, it'd be like <laughs> the shortest agility day ever because nobody has to go out and change I all know, of the bars. It's like just set the course, and then well, you, obviously you have to change it for like master open novice. Yeah, but other than that, like yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, all the little, the loaf butts running around doing agility all day. I would love that. I love, <laughs> I love watching them. Them and, like, really big dogs. Yeah, like the Irish wolfhound from today. Oh, my God. And they were here yesterday, too. And they were my favorite one to watch because that Irish wolfhound was so not into it. <laughs> but he did it every time. But somehow this dog's in, like, the master class. And I'm like, go yesterday, you, bro. they had perfectly clean runs every time that i saw them oh that's funny that's great he just was so he was so slow over it he was just i mean he did what he wanted to do he that's did it at his own pace you know literally stepping forever. for for those listening literally this this huge irish wolfhound mm-hmm. was just stepping over the jumps he didn't even have to jump it he was just stepping. And the important part to me was that he was walking. Yeah, and he was the walking the entire time and then stepping <laughs> over the jumps. You will see dogs running in agility, and this was not running. This was a wandering dog. <laughs> just, I mean. I love him. I'm a fan of him around, now. Putzing around. <laughs> I loved it. That but was, yeah. That made my day. <laughs> so, like, in essence, we're here to have. I mean, fun conversations. Yeah, little anecdotes like Yeah, like little (laughs) anecdotes. We're going to have a lot of those because, I mean, that's how we learn and that's how we're hoping to convey things. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, if you want to connect with us, Instagram's a good way to do that. Our DMs are open. We're so open to having these conversations about about balance training, dog sports, dog sports in general, Yep. Um, having breeds that maybe you don't typically see in dog sports. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm my DMs are always open. I'm down to talk to, honestly, anybody about basically anything at all. Um, I talk about food a lot and stuff, too. Yeah, so yeah anytime, Mackenzie does the most awesome topple builds. So anytime you want to talk to me about literally anything, I'm down because I love talking to people on the internet, which like, my old teachers would kill me for, because... Well... Because that's Internet Safety 101. Welcome to the 2020s. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. All right, so... Thank you all so much for off. listening. We appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Yes! Bye! Bye! That wraps it up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to connect with us, you can find our Instagram handles in the description below. We look forward to hearing from you. And if you're doing dog sports with your dog, we're in your corner. See you next time. Quick disclaimer. Everything you heard today on the Dog Bitches podcast, including information, recommendations, and opinions, are the thoughts of the speakers individually. If there's something you heard today that you'd like to implement into your lifestyle, we would recommend speaking to a professional first. We are not veterinarians, professional dog trainers, or nutritionists. If there's information that we used in this podcast that we pulled from other sources, we'll make sure to cite them in the show notes where you can easily view them and take a look for yourselves. Thank you.